When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. We've got a brand new episode today and a different style. So I've created a masterclass and in particular, a masterclass on mindset and manifestation. So what I've done is taken bits and pieces from some of our guest episodes on the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast with guests including the likes of Gabby Bernstein, Dr. John Demartini, David Meltzer, uh, Peter Crone, Mitch Third, India Vine, Paul Alisio, and we've put them all together and just shared bits and pieces. So this this whole episode is based around mindset and as I said, um, a lot of the guests are diving into manifestation and then also just how to set yourself up mentally for success, abundance, and joy. So I hope you like this style. I'd love to hear your feedback. As I said, this is something new. Um, so feel free to let me know what you think of this episode, but I really do hope you guys enjoy. Make sure you take some notes if you're listening to this and you're not driving or whatever, or maybe come back to it. There's so many pieces of gold and value uh, in this episode that I know you are going to absolutely love. So thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Brother, what is your, I guess, what's your perception around manifestation and, and manifesting? Obviously, as meditation becomes uh, a lot more mainstream now and, and people have access to different apps and whatnot and, and people you know bring up things like the law of attraction and and um, vibrational frequencies and whatnot manifestation gets thrown around a lot and i think everyone's idea of what it actually is and, and how the process works is very different so how do you, what is your view on it man i'm so glad you brought that up i feel like manifesting and manifestation as a whole um, has become so mainstream and people don't actually know what it is and and how to do it so i'd love to talk about it um holistically like as a whole because even on the weekend when i was back on the gold coast for my birthday um i was talking to a mate and i congratulated him he just got a car and i was like congrats on getting a car it's awesome and he goes yeah man i manifested it and i was like did you and he's like yeah yeah and i'm like okay what do you do to manifest this car and he you know, he didn't do anything. So I'll talk about manifestation as a whole because holistically it's it's like a way of life. So um, I'll talk about it at like the cellular level. So like quantum physics, like attracts like. Okay, that's basically um, like the law of attraction. And so in this universe, everything is made up of atoms. Me, you, this microphone, the sky. Okay, everything is made up of atoms. But what differentiates us between let's say the sky is our vibrational frequencies okay so you have your high vibrational frequencies and you have your low vibrational frequencies and like i said before like attracts like so high vibrational frequencies attract high vibrational frequencies Mm -hmm. and vice versa so like i was saying before i feel like your thoughts your feelings and emotions have vibrational frequencies so i believe Mm -hmm. the key to manifestation is actually meditation because when you meditate, 
you're you're controlling your thoughts you're controlling how you talk to yourself um and that that's actually how you're controlling to live in that high vibrational frequency so in order to live at such a high vibe you want to be living through gratitude through positivity through love compassion all those things because you'll then attract that into your life and vice versa if you're living your life at a low vibrational frequency through you know fear guilt anger sadness depression you'll attract that into your life so the word vibe like you know that guy's a vibe or this place of vibe is actually talking about vibrational frequencies so um, manifesting as a whole you need to meditate first and foremost so these are some things you can do to live at a high vibrational frequency as well as manifest things in your life so first and foremost you need to meditate Um, I believe practicing gratitude helps so much at living at a high vibe, Um, listening to positive affirmations, Mm -hmm. especially in the morning. So your brain is actually in the morning in a theta state. And so what that means, it's super sensitive to receiving information. So if you're listening to positive affirmations like, you know, I'm deserving of abundance of money and happiness. I am powerful. I am beautiful whatever it is these positive things your brain actually really thinks it is mm. so um that's another way and just overall living your life through a real positive outlook on life um i think visual boards as well are extremely important mm-hmm. for manifesting things and with these visual boards whether it's in your bedroom your office whatever it is subconsciously just walking past it every day it needs to be super specific so um, i think a car is a good example you know what model, what color, what year is that car? Put that on your visual board and think about that every day. And another thing uh, we spoke about uh, before the podcast was really sitting with how it looks, how it feels, how it sounds, all those things. Um, You know, how does the steering wheel feel? How does the seat feel? Mm -hmm. You know, what does it look like you being in that Ferrari, the Tesla, whatever it is? Um, envisioning yourself already in a position of 100%. having the material or being in the good relationship or, or having the money in your account. Yeah, so yeah. it's for me, manifesting as a whole is living um, at a high vibrational frequency as well as, um, and the way you do that is meditating, gratitude, positive affirmations, um, and living your life through a really positive aspect. Are you able to, for the listeners that aren't really aware of exactly like what the quantum field is and you mentioned quantum leap and whatnot, are you able to give us a bit of a rundown of exactly what that means? Mm -hmm. Sure. So I think most people, most people hear about manifestation and they either are completely shut down to it because it's just like, what is that? I don't get it. And it seems so far away from how their reality has looked before that and how they've been taught to believe life can be before that, that they're just completely shut down to it. And then some people are like, I can kind of get around it, but I actually just don't know how it, how it works, how to understand it. And I think these big words like quantum field and quantum leaping can sound really, really confusing and almost straight away people will just shut down to it. But at the, at the very basic level of manifestation, what we're talking about is things that have been spoken about for a very long time. I mean, what the quantum field and quantum leap, leaping is coming back to is the world of quantum physics, which is a very scientific approach to manifestation, which really you don't have to understand. And this is really important for people to hear. You do not have to understand quantum physics in order to manifest, right? And most people go, oh, okay. 
that's too much for me. It's too complicated. I'm, I'm just going to stick to like what I, what I know. And sometimes the more, you know, the harder it is to actually apply. But if you can go to the very basics of like what a quantum leap is and, and what the quantum field is, we're talking about energy, right? We're talking about that. If you broke everything down in the universe, down to the, to its very, to its very basic particles, it's energy. So you could look at anything in the room around you right now. And although it looks like a solid thing, like a table, a chair, it looks like a solid piece of furniture. If you broke that right down, it's energy just like we are. So what, what manifestation is kind of talking about. And when we talk about these spiritual laws, the main two that I really talk about are the law of attraction, which is the very known law of the universe that like attracts like and what we think about expands and all of that stuff. But, but how I really look at it is more the law of vibration. And if you think about a human being energy and energy vibrating, and then you think about something else being energy and energy vibrating, those two things that are vibrating in a similar way will be drawn together. Right. So that is, that is manifestation at its, at its deepest level. And when we're talking about the quantum field, we're talking about the fact that in the universe, everything and anything is possible. We live in an infinite universe with in- infinite realities available to us at any given time. Now, this is going a little bit deeper into the quantum field. But if you can understand that when you are vibrating in a certain frequency, so I mean, a lot of people use the term like positive vibes and things like that. I wouldn't get too caught up on like positive vibes because then people get anxiety around like, oh, well, I'm not in a good mood, so I'm going to attract bad stuff. And it's not so much about that. It's more like where you are at the deepest level, what you believe to be true at the deepest level and what you are focusing on and what you believe is possible for you, you naturally will draw that reality closer to you. So it's not so much about like positive vibes as much as it's like having a genuine belief of like, I can do that or I can have that or I can create that. And sometimes we don't start off with that. We very much have to build that belief system, which is very much what a lot of the work that, that I help people do. But at the basic level, we have to understand that like most of like, this is already happening in our world. This isn't something that we turn on. It's just something that we tune into. So if you can tune into the things that you're attracting in your world and tune into like, okay, you know, what, what was I attracting when I attracted that stuff that was really good, or I had that really successful day and, and start to tune into like, what were the beliefs I was showing up with? What was the energy? What were the actions I was taking? And then we start to get an understanding of our vibration and how that how that affects the things that show up in our world. So when people are talking about energetics, which is really another word for manifestation or quantum leaping, and this is very much what um, Joe Dispenza really breaks down, but it can be very complicated when he's sort of, he, he's great at it and he, and he really brings a scientific approach. Yeah. And you know what? For some people that really helps because they really need that science-backed approach and whatever works for you is amazing. But at the fundamental level, if you can understand that like, yes, like if you were if you were willing to explore your visions, your goals, your desires, your intentions for your life, one, I believe that we don't have those intentions and desires if they weren't for us. I, I genuinely believe that. And I always say that like, you know, I have no desire to be a pole vaulter in the Olympics because- That's probably not on my timeline. That's probably not in my reality. But when I'm seeing other people doing things and I feel inspired or I feel triggered by it or there's some emotional charge there, 
or there's something that feels really good for me to create a goal that feels really good to go after. I look at that as evidence as that's something that I need to pay attention to because I believe those desires were placed on our heart for a reason because we are meant to follow them. We are meant to follow our calling and then we need to go back into like, okay, well, if I was the person that had already created that, if I was the person that was already showing up to life like that, if I was a leader or if I was you know, someone that was super successful or if I was someone that had those things that I wanted, how would I be feeling what type of actions would I be taking and how can I show up in that now? That's very much how we start to play in energy. Sticking on the topic of the law of attraction, um, you know, listening to a number of different interviews you've done and, and, and bits and pieces of your content, where do you think people go wrong with the law of attraction? You know, those that might read the secret and, and finish the book and go to themselves, all right, cool. Now that I know what the law of attraction is, you know, each day I'm going to wake up and just say to myself, you know, might be, I want to be a millionaire tomorrow. I want to be a millionaire tomorrow and it just doesn't happen. Where, where are people going wrong and what's the misconception there with um, the secret and the law of attraction? Every human being, regardless of age, gender, or culture, lives moment by moment with a unique set of priorities or values, things that are most to least important in their life. Mm. Whenever they set goals and intentions that are aligned and congruent with what's highest on those values, the real priorities of their life, the thing that's deeply spontaneously emerging in their mind, they increase the probability of achieving it. They increase the probability of perceiving opportunities surrounding them in line with it. And they have more synchronicity and more what looks like to be the law of attraction because of it. Yeah. And when they're willing to do high priority actions that are in the direction of that outcome, they increase the probability of achieving it. I had people after the secret came out, watch the movie like 20 times, read the book <laughs> like six times. And they, they said, you know, what am I doing wrong? I go out to my mailbox every day expecting a million dollar check to appear in it. And I said, well, that is possible, but remotely improbable. <laughs> it's way more probable if, if you go out of your way and find out what's deeply meaningful that you would love to contribute and make a difference in the planet with and find people that will be served by that and care enough about humanity to have a sustainable, fair transaction with them in a remunerable way where you get paid for doing a contribution that serves them that inevitably serves you and then have a high enough value on wealth building that a portion of that proceed that you receive is invested in assets that begin to work for you. So your money is not something you're a slave to. It's something you're a master of. You increase the probability of doing it. I did not become financially independent. Uh, hoping for some outcome to occur. With your I did it by, every, every morning when you work up. Yeah, I didn't do that. I did it because I worked, served, saved, invested, and kept buying assets and was patient long-term to allow those assets to utilize the eighth wonder of the world, which is compound interest, to now work for me. And now my investments make me more money than I do working. And I patiently got to that point. But that's, that's because I valued wealth. 
I valued serving people and I valued myself. Oh, it's, it's a hard one, but I guess my, I, I you know, in a, in a dream situation and an ideal situation where my impact is what I say, I would like to expand everyone's consciousness for their yep. own limits and how much they can achieve and how much they can enjoy with what's here all the time, the present moment. Like there's always something great in a moment, no matter what, in, in a really weird way, there's always something that like can be looked at in a positive way. Mm. And that's not saying that there is bad shit that happens. There's bad yeah. shit that happens all the time. It's good to feel the good and bad. Not everything's always rainbows and lollipops, yeah. but like, yeah, it's just like, it's your, you have the power to, to, to control your action to absolutely anything. Um, Gabby, one of the first things I wanted to talk about is for someone that's listening or watching at the moment that may feel like they're at a low point in their life or may not have much experience with manifesting and they envision themselves being in a much better place, what is some practical advice you can share in terms of getting out of that low point and really starting to attract and manifest a much more positive outcome and, and a life that they truly desire? If someone's listening right now and interested, open to seeing their life through the lens of possibility rather than fear or open to the idea that there might be a better way, a gentler, softer way, then they've already begun the process of manifesting. We have a moment-to-moment -moment decision that we can make. Am I going to choose to lean into the fear and to the suffering or am I going to lean into the creative possibilities of what could unfold if I open my heart and my mind to it. And so that simple shift of just recognizing the desire to see things differently is enough to start. And it's actually probably the most important step because mm. it's a choice to suspend your disbelief and a choice to see things differently and to see through a lens of love and possibility and greatness and tune into what you refer to and what you now have expressed you love is your super attractor power. So I just want to acknowledge that if anyone's here even just listening, they press play. They're already starting mm. manifesting. My tomorrow starts today. So mm -hmm. I don't adhere to the man-made constructs of time, distance, uh, space. So for me, just because a calendar says that February so-and-so is tomorrow, my tomorrow starts today. 9 p.m. every night is to my tomorrow. 9 p.m. I start an unwinding routine that sets me up for recovery, to connect to subconsciously and unconsciously, sleeping, uh, and it's both a physical recovery, but it's a mental acceleration. Then the first thing in the morning uh, from my day that starts at 9 p.m., I meditate. So I find Love a baseline, it. my highest self, then 10 minutes to get ready, and I start the physical exercise. But during the meditation, I'm already preparing myself. Uh, and the night before, I'm a student of my calendar in that one winding routine to set myself up to make sure I'm eating correctly, resting correctly, I'm exercising correctly. Because here's my philosophy, Dan. I'm already everything that I want to be. So instead of saying I have to go out and get it, I say, what is it? I am healthy. Therefore, what is it that's interfering with my health? Am I not getting enough sleep? Am, is it what I'm putting in my body? Am I not moving enough? Am I moving in the wrong direction? What interferes with my health 
not going out and getting health. I already have health, wealth, and happiness. I just look to see what interferes with those three things. How do we actually figure out what our self-limiting beliefs are? Because a lot of the time, the reason why they are self-limiting beliefs is because we have fucking no idea that we're doing this shit over and over again, or it's behavioral patterns that we are doing on a daily basis that we've never put thought to. And that's why, you know, maybe some bigger result is because of these smaller little efforts that we do on a daily basis, which we've never put any thought to. So how, how do we actually uncover those self-limiting, self-limiting beliefs? So once you have a good knowledge, I mean, it's very important that people that are getting into manifestation are doing something to create some kind of self-awareness. Because if we don't have any self-awareness, if we are completely disconnected to ourselves, our feelings, our energy, our body, then it's going to be almost impossible to spot them. Yeah. But if I was getting you to uncover what your limiting beliefs are, what I would do is I would ask you what you are manifesting, what you are deciding to call in, what you are choosing to call in. And I'd get you to imagine yourself having that thing, right? And if you can feel like you could have that thing, like that is a possibility, like you could back it, like you could get behind it, like you could believe it's a possibility, then you know it's for you. But what tends to happen is we'll do that, we'll get into the vibration, we'll get into the frequency because that's a lot of what manifestation is. It's, it's becoming, you know, one with the vibration of already having something, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's making sure, I mean, a lot of the problem is that sometimes we think something we're lacking in something, you know, and mm. the lack just attracts more lack, which is a, again, a whole nother ball game. I mean, there is a lot it's of like negative, negative manifestation, which I think a lot of people probably do. It's spent a lot of time and effort talking or thinking about what they don't want, which realistically is just manifesting that more of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not something to be scared of. It's just something to be empowered by the fact that, okay, if I stop thinking like this, I'll stop having to experience this in my reality. Mm-hmm. And having that awareness in itself is already going to create a change. But if you can get to a point where you could get behind it, and what I mean by get behind it is if you could feel like that is a possibility for you and you believe that that thing can happen, what will happen maybe a day, two days, three days, maybe a week after that, like you've set that intention. That's how I get someone to set an intention is actually feel themselves, you know, visualize themselves having that thing to the point that they feel one with it, that they actually feel like within them, they could actually feel the feelings of already having it and already Mm -hmm. believing it. And what's going to happen once you've planted that intention, you might feel really good for like a couple of hours. And then what will happen is that little voice creeps in, right? Of all the reasons why we can't. So a limiting belief when it comes to manifestation is basically the beliefs that are making you believe that you can't have it, even though somewhere deep down, you know that you could, you know that it's for you. So how you start coming across these limiting beliefs is paying attention once you've set the intention and when you go back, we can't hold the vibration every day. Yeah. And I want people to know that. I want people to know that they don't have to feel good 150% of the time in order for their manifestations to happen. Yeah. yeah. Possible. No possible. You know, it's really not even a requirement at all. It's about, and this is the game changer. It's about when you tune in to that intention that you planted how do you feel about it, right? Do you feel like it's already done? Do you feel like it's on its way to you? Do you feel like it's just a matter of time until it shows up? 
And mm. any story that is coming up of why it might not be done, why it might not turn up, why it might not happen, those are the limiting beliefs. And we have to actually look at them. We actually probably have to get out a journal, write down what those stories are, of why we can't, and that's where the inner work comes in. Mm. Then you've got, you've got, I mean, awareness is 80% of the, of the transformation. Yeah. Just becoming aware of the limiting beliefs is amazing. But then you can go into belief work. You can start actually asking yourself, well, is that actually true? Do I actually believe that I'm not worthy of that? Do I actually believe that I can't do that? And mm. what, would be a, what would be a better thought? What would be a better belief? So that's, that is the process. That is the process. Yeah. Just thinking about what you want, writing it down a hundred times a day, focusing on it, you know, till your head turns blue, like I always say. And I was really disempowered with the whole law of attraction for a long time because I didn't understand what to do after you've planted the seed, after you've, you know, uncovered what you want. And it's just a process of growth. And the amazing thing about doing it this way is one, I think it actually, you know, it's the thing that makes it work. And two, it's also showing you, it's, it's rewiring you, it's reprogramming you away from all of these beliefs and emotional baggage that you carry, mm. actually freeing you. So you're not just manifesting what you want, you're stepping even further into your true self. Definitely. And, and this is actually all the, the topics I'm going to cover when I come to Australia. So I'm excited I can teach you this in real time in person in Melbourne. Um, the the methods for manifesting a life beyond your wildest dreams very much are, are less about going out and doing something or getting something, but it's about releasing the blocks to the presence of that attracting power that's already there. And some of the blocks you mentioned, controlling, trying to make something happen, even the, the repetition of the fearful belief systems, the uh, the sort of like thirsty, needy energy of trying to like, you know, get seen, the the uh, playing tricks with the universe. There's a lot of people out there that are blocking their actual attracting power because they're they're, you know, just constantly, you know, overly meditating or overly spiritualizing something to the point of trying to force it into being. And so I'm going to cover all of this in my in my tour on my tour in Australia, but but the main thing I would say is to notice in the moment how you feel. Because if you feel resistant or you feel anxious, mm -hmm. or if you feel afraid or if you feel uncomfortable, you're misaligned. But it's not because of that you're bad or you're wrong. It just means that there's an inner inner part of you that needs tending to. And you don't want to override those feelings because then you just actually, they multiply. You just create more of them. Mm. And so it's really about pivoting and, 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 and doing some of the work I just mentioned earlier of looking inward, doing that inner connection, and then coming back to that alignment. But you can't just be like, you know, I'm going to do this and do that. Yeah, you can go for a run. Yes, you can sit in a meditation. Yes, you can say a prayer. There's a lot of ways to get back into alignment. But the greatest way is to really start to tend to your inner world. Or even yeah. like on the on the topic of, say, manifestation, people constantly like are in their head thinking about what they don't want, focusing on what they don't want, what they're trying to get away from, but really putting nowhere near enough thought or, or talking enough about what it actually is that they do want. Yeah. So they end up manifesting the shit that they don't want because they're spending so much time associating with that. Is that something yeah. that you see quite often? It's huge. And this is that idea of thinking versus thought. They're running thoughts in their mind and they yep. think they're thinking, but they're just replaying shit replaying. they don't want. Mm. And so my big tip for that is 
focus on what versus not. So clients would come in and go, look, uh, I don't want to go home and I don't want to eat uh, Tim Tams or I don't want to get Maccas on the way home. And that's what they don't want. That's their not, okay? And so yep. my reframe is that because you're making a mental picture. And um, one of my jokes in the classroom is like, okay, so imagine not eating a Tim Tam. So you got it in your head, you get a Tim Tam, then you take it out of your mouth. And so you've got that want, but then you take it away, which actually amplifies the desire for it. Yeah. So you're giving yourself in your mind, oh, going through, getting that you know, tasty treat, and then you take it away and then you want it more. So mm -hmm. that's kind of doing the reverse psychology on yourself, which kind of gets you in a trap. So instead of that, you need to give a clear picture to yourself at an unconscious level because everything we say, everything we think creates that internal image, which is then coupled with an emotion, then an action. So focus on what you want versus not. Okay. So the what would be, uh, I want to focus on going home and eating that meal that I've planned out my calories, my macros, and, you know, eat that. So you'll go home, you imagine eating that and feeling good. That's mm -hmm. a different mental image. You're giving yourself a clear signal. Because you're like the words you say and your mental focus is like the captain and your unconscious mind, the boat, your body is just taking the instructions. Taking the instructions. Yeah. You know, so if you're given a, a clear image to your mind of what you want to do and it feels good and, you know, you, you are congruent about it, it knows what to do. But if you're sending mixed signals of don't do this, you give a green light, red light, and then you feel mm -hmm. good, but you feel bad. That's just creating yeah. a world when your boat's spinning and then it just lands on Tim Tam Island yeah. and you know, you're kind of stuck. Yeah. When people yeah. struggle with fear and anxiety, this mm. is why it's so powerful to understand the fear and anxiety that they have occurs to them as though it's something in the future they're worried about, right? Mm -hmm. But when they get, no, 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 your future happens now. So you're having your fear and anxiety now because you're having the thought now over something that hasn't even happened yet. You're literally making up your own anxiety, which is so powerful, right? Because yeah. if you really get that, you're no longer a victim of a potential worst case scenario that you think is out of your grasp or your control. No, you're literally generating your own emotions right now based on the lens that you're looking through. Equally, on the flip side of the same coin, you could say there's excitement. Excitement you're generating based again on a future proposition that hasn't happened yet, but it's a better case scenario or something you're quote unquote looking forward to. Mm -hmm. But that equally is an unknown. You going back to the three words, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen, right? So that I don't know is the access to freedom. We can have intention. You know, I'm prolifically creative. I'm building a lot of things, writing books, mm -hmm. doing businesses. But I don't know to what degree they're going to happen, will be fulfilled, or on what timeline. I can have you know, a degree of commitment to something. Someone might say, I want to lose 20 pounds and I'm going to do it in three months. So now they've created an intention with a timeline, which is the most powerful way to do it. But now they come back to present time. They use that created future as inspiration for the actions that they take. So if people want to generate a new life or a future that they're inspired by, then yes, you use your imagination, you foresee it, you have a realistic timeline, and then you take actions to fulfill on that. But emotionally, to be powerful about it, it's living from that future already fulfilled.